Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You know, sometimes you just need a different take on today's sports news. And that's just what we're going to do. I say, sports fans. A fresh look at the headlines is here with the Dopey Millennial Show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Getting what the ATL needs. A fresh weekend sports talk show. Okay, let's do it. Let's just get down to it. Now, the Dopey Millennial Show is on. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 99, the game and the Odyssey app. It is the Dopey Millennial Show. I'm Caleb Johnson here with you. Uh, Going to have a, a fun weekend. We've got three hours that we are doing tonight. And then uh, going to 11 o'clock tonight. And then on Monday, on President's Day, we will have you and me, Dom, four hours. Run it back. On, uh, on Monday night from 6 p.m. to, uh, to 10 p.m. One of those, I, it's it's funny, yo. I I take any opportunity that I get to be on air and talking with all of you all. However, the 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 irony is not lost on me that like, oh, so I get uh, I get seven hours. Mm-hmm. What are we gonna talk about? <laughs> we gonna find it out. We gonna figure it out. I promise you. We, there is gonna be plenty for us to discuss. However, it's just you know. I think, Dom, it really, it hit me earlier today. I knew it. I knew after Sunday what the program was. That was it. That was it for football until the fall. Mm-hmm. You know, well, if you want to count spring. And I know, I, I get it, the, the, the whole new uh, rock league. Yeah, what what is it? It's the, I'm trying to remember now. The they, X, XFL and the... The US... FL they combined. Combined. But what did they – I don't not, remember. I can't remember. I think it might just – I think they stuck with, like, UFL. UFL yeah, that sounds right. I don't care. I'm not watching. No? I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Okay. You know, if somebody reminds me, like, the day of, I'll tune in. Um, I'm not I'm not anti-spring football. Right. I'm right. just – I'm starting to become more aware of what is for me – and what is not yeah. for me. And I think, you know, sometimes uh, us guys, we have this tendency, especially uh, if we're big, like, sports fans, that we sometimes, even more specific, us working here on the station, we got to be into everything. You know, yeah. we got to have yeah. a hand in everything. And I, I'm I'm really into this, and I'm really into this, and I know everything about this. 
I'm starting to become more comfortable, Dom, with just being like, I know what I know. Yep. And like the UFL, <laughs> that's just, just not, not not my not my cup the of tea. Dra- I'm sure there's going to be a draft. You know who's not going to watch me? That's fine. It's not for, it's not for me mm-hmm. because I in, I enjoy longing for football to come back. And I I think there is some some excitement to the anticipation that is now started, but it also the irony of like, oh, so all you guys go out of town and uh, leave the rest of us to talk about what's, exactly. what's happening this weekend. Oh, well, thankfully, we have the NBA All-Star Weekend, uh, so there's plenty that we can get into with that. Uh, but I think it, it really was. It was today that it kind of settled in of, like, this is this is it. This is the start. Man, I got to tell you, I can't wait to talk about Micah Parsons dropping 36 on Monday. <laughs> 30 oh that's right in the uh celebrity game yeah in the celebrity game coached by Stephen A. Smith and Shay Shay yeah but coached by Stephen A. Smith who let's put that man on blast went to the hospital yes for a sprained ankle yes I'm sorry yes I look I did you see the the clothing that Stephen A. Smith was wearing oh, when yeah. he was I, I, warming up yeah, with so uh, Micah Parsons. This, this and this is something that they talked about that that Molly kind of clowned him for. Why are you always trying to wear Louboutins? Yeah, that that man was in a sweater and some suit pants and <laughs> yeah and, and some Louboutins like some some real was nice. He had, wait 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 he had <laughs> he had a turtleneck yeah. underneath a sweatsuit yeah like like like, like. I was just. That I that didn't get lost on me. That yeah, when I saw, <laughs> I felt bad because I saw the notification that Stephen A. Smith goes to the hospital. He's got a exactly. hurt ankle. You know they're giving him a hard time. I get it. And then I saw the video of him warming up with Micah Parsons when he, you know, he, he's got a nice jumper. He does. I will say he does. He does. You know, people like to make fun of his basketball career, and I get it wasn't illustrious or whatever, um, but. It did happen, number one, because so there was he a He actually partic- has a basketball career, which yeah. is more than the majority of us. I was about say. to say, there was a particular journalist who decided he was going to try to make it seem that he actually didn't. It, he's <laughs> no Skip Bayless. Like, yeah. the, 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 <laughs> the basketball career was legit. He just wasn't the best, and he went the, the journalism route, and it's worked out very well. But I was just, when I saw that he hurt his ankle and went to the hospital, and then I saw him coaching in the celebrity game, and he was in some Jordans, and I was like, "Sir, it that did not, <laughs> that did not need yeah. to go to the hospital." Well, like he said, he said he slipped. He said he yeah. slipped on some sweat. Some now. sweat. Some sweat. Apparently, I yeah. Got it. Now, now we gotta have the. Uh, Where's the video? The, the that's mop, all, <laughs> right. That's all I want to know. Where's the video of him falling? That's now all we I see we need point. the mop guys out there for practice too. <laughs> exactly. Apparently now now it's not just game time. It's it's practice as well. Uh, yeah. No, but that's just. Uh, it really did kind of settle in of I, I had to watch like an entire week of a lot of people tell me that the game that I watched on Sunday wasn't good and I had a hard time with that one. Yeah, I saw so many people talking about how Sunday Super Bowl really wasn't that, you know, if you, oh, if you get down into it, you know, it really wasn't that great of a game. Right. And it was like. Okay, sure. It was slow for three be- quarters. I was say it's because in the first half it was ten to three at halftime, and you know everyone only cares about offense, and we want to see people score points, so that's why. But I, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it was just. Uh, I mean, coming from 
me not really having a, a dog in the fight. I didn't really care who won or lost. And then as the game progressed on, I was like, oh, I would like to see you, Kyle Shanahan, uh, lose this football game because <laughs> I still have some some resentment still got some built resentment. up. Hey, listen, Kyle Shanahan's going to be himself. So Hey, and we, we got to witness it. And, you know, <laughs> we got to also have the thought as Falcons fans of going, maybe it was Kyle. Maybe that, hey, you know, listen, like, are we really cursed or was it really just Kyle? The, the biggest <laughs> indictment on Kyle Shanahan is how many players came out and said they didn't know the overtime rules. That right there. And then you, juxt- you juxtapose Fired. that to the Kansas City Chiefs who were like, oh, yeah, we had, like, our uh, analytics team going over the, us with this for, like, a week. Every week. <laughs> every week of the postseason we were discussing it is what the Chiefs were saying. And, then and Kyle- you had Kyle Juszczyk. Do you know where Kyle Juszczyk went to college? Harvard. Big Harvard. brain guy. Big brain. That man went to Harvard. You think if there's anybody on the football team who is nerding out over some rules? Have you, the clip of him, the clip of him went after they take the, you know, they they elect to receive to mm-hmm. get the ball first. And he's like, they still have a chance to, like, they still have a chance to score yep. if even if yep. we score a touchdown on this first drive. I didn't know that. Like, like, but instantly how he realized, like, oh, we made a mistake taking the ball first. Yeah. Like, it's. But uh, here's the thing, and I, I feel like I, this element of the whole situation got lost on a, a lot of people, which is that, you know, the, the one part of do you want the football or do you want it second? You know, if, I, if I'm playing Patrick Mahomes, maybe I go about that decision differently. Um, however, it left it up for debate, I, I think. Because it worked out in that specific scenario um, that everyone's going, well, of course, you want the, the ball second. Um, however, what if, you're, what, what if you're the Kansas City Chiefs and you believe that strongly in your offense and you just want to go down the field and, and score a touchdown because you know there's no way? Like, I feel like it left up the conversation um, for – nuance in do you want the ball first or do you want it second like mm-hmm. immediately everyone is going to say they want the ball second but I'm I'm waiting for like there was clearly a thought process that Kyle Shanahan went with his analytics team in deciding we want the ball first uh, because you know playing for if we score they score then then it leads to sudden death and you know maybe you have the belief in your team that you will you will get to that point um, but it was just, I don't know, it, it left it up for converse, like the conversation to be had, and that's so much better than what we've gotten in the past where you felt robbed. Yeah. Like no one, mm-hmm. no one left that game feeling robbed except for those who were like, I just didn't know the rules, which that's on you. Yeah. Uh, but it, I, I just, I don't know, I, I feel like that's a rule that a, a lot of people have kind of, you know, picked apart different things and like, oh, do we really need it? Like it's overtime. And if you didn't get it done and, and, you know, during the game, then whatever happens in overtime is what happens. And it's like, no, we watched at the highest point a a, a fair overtime played and it worked out and it created an incredible game. Uh, And, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. I I loved how that one finished Mm -hmm. um, and it just kind of, it it really does hit you of <laughs> all right we have the second half of the nba coming up we have college basketball 
which um, whew, I need my buddy Deshaun because I don't know what's going on in college basketball currently, except for locally. I, I just I, I keep an yeah. eye out for what's going on locally. Uh, and then the Masters, like it's not that far away, right? That's what I'm going to keep telling myself. <laughs> I'm going to rock back well, and forth and – I do want to ask you about college basketball, though, because this is something that I've kind of noticed myself doing. Um, I'm way more in touch this season with women's college basketball. Yes! <laughs> like, women's college basketball has been amazing. So good. It's been, like, like watching LSU just be a super team is awesome. Caitlin Clark is phenomenal. And, like, you know why? Juju, I love her over at USC. Like, she is so much fun to watch. You know why we're more interested in women's college basketball? Why? personalities mm. there's personalities there's yep. storylines there's people that we have invested our time in that we care about that are out there on the floor that is why i mean it gets back to every year we got to reset with even you know i mean think about exactly. you and i you know with georgia state we got to go uh, who's on the team now Who's yeah. there? Yep. Who's left uh if you're a fan of the dukes and the north carolinas and the kentuckys uh, you you got to outside of maybe you know outside of North Carolina you got to go who's on my team this year mm-hmm. are we any good is this the tournament team is this not no in in women's college basketball you've got villains because you know say what you want about Caitlin Clark like she plays the game how she wants to play it and you either love her or hate her uh, you think about what's going down at LSU they win a championship last year. And they think they're just going to run it back and and get even better because they went and got some big names that everyone recognized in the sport. It didn't work out like we all thought it was going to work out. So there's controversy. You got a head coach who's also a very, you know, she's she's a loud mouth. Like she's going to make her feelings known and uh, doesn't mind talking necessarily badly about her team. You got Dawn Staley over at South Carolina and and her team. (laughs) Yeah. her team yeah. what's going on uh, and then obviously you know you have a, a historic season like what you're watching with Caitlin Clark it's just it makes it more compelling you're you're a hundred percent right that I hadn't even put that thought into my brain that I am so more invested and I know what's going on in the women's game this yeah. year far more than I know what's going on in the men's game um, like I said other than a couple of of good wins for Georgia Tech, and it's been a lot of bad for them. I know UConn's really good. <laughs> that's, cool. That's kind of it as far as that's something I wasn't right aware now. of. UConn is, is worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app, 
Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Number one, they're beating everybody. That's really all I know. Cool. <laughs> cool. I know Cooper Flag. I know he's Cooper go, Flag. He's going to do He's not even there yet. He's, he's going to be next yeah. year. Yeah. That's, uh... All right, you know that's that's the thing. It's uh, it's an interesting time. It, it's a time of transition, and I didn't even talk about Major League Baseball. Uh, we've got Spencer. Uh, Spencer. We have Sarah Spencer joining the show at eight forty. Uh, she's gonna. She's been down at spring training this week for the AJC, and uh, is gonna talk about what she's seen and heard from her time down there. Because yes, that that is the, that is the sliver of of hope and excitement around here. Hawks might not be having the most ideal season, and there's not any real change headed that direction. Uh, but Braves baseball, spring training, underway. Pitchers and catchers reported this week, and we have some things to discuss as we uh, prepare for a football-less future until the fall. It's the Dopey Millennial Show. We're going to come back and get to the rest of the story, all the headlines of the day and the weekend, right here on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. We're back with the Dopey Millennial Show. Good, bad. It's going to be like a drama every week. It's going to be awesome. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Shout out to, uh, to Reese, who's always listening, always interacting with the show on social media, who sent Dom and I the video of someone actually did catch when Stephen yep. A. Smith fell while warming up with Micah Parsons and yeah as Dom was saying I mean like it's it's not good and I don't mean it's like oh that's a nasty fall I mean the fact that that man went to the hospital after that <clears throat> unfortunate yeah slip it, it, it's like on that's the court. what did it that's yeah. that's what had you in a walking boot yeah that, well and and then he was back in like i said he, he was in uh uh the breads bread fours uh, <laughs> for the game you know should have been wearing those so, while you were out there shooting yeah that is yikes that's one of those that you know i i've met Stephen a in the past and i think he's a very nice man actually i have a funny story real quick i'll tell it and then we'll get into uh the rest of the story so all-Star game because of COVID ends up in Atlanta in 2021. And so I'm first year on the beat here for the station. I get to cover it. And uh, the entire season, because of how the seating was and there was no fans in the arena, I was sitting pretty much at half court where radio crew was and where the TV crew was. Right. So I dumbly assumed for the All-Star game, I was going to have my regular seat. And so I go to where my regular seat has been. I sit down. I take out my laptop, and I get to work on the stuff that I was getting prepared for uh, to to watch. I get a 
tap on the shoulder, but it was like a it was a it was a meaty tap. Like yeah. it was a that was a thick hand. <laughs> like a thick hand. And so and I look up and there is a man that is easily six foot five. Okay. And he is thick. He is burly, <laughs> broad shoulders. Yeah. He looks down at me and he says, Excuse me, sir, you're in Stephen A's seat. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? He said, You're in Stephen A's seat. Um Okay, and I look down and I see the nameplate. Sure enough, the Stephen A. Smith, ESPN. And I was like, I am in the wrong seat. So I, <laughs> stood, I stood up and uh, I, I looked up, and Stephen A. was behind him. And I, I'm assuming that I caught Stephen A. at a point where he was probably tired mm. and just ready to move on and get things going. Mm-hmm. And so I look over and uh, I hit him with. Oh, Stephen A., that's my bad. I didn't mean to sit in your seat. Yeah, my fault. And you. and he he kind of hits me with the like, uh, and just moves on. And I yeah. was like, all right, then fine, you know, um, okay, jerk. <laughs> no, <I'm sure. laughs> but uh, then I got to, I got to meet him later and talk to him uh, at that event, and uh, he was very friendly. And I, I've heard a lot of good things about Stephen A. Smith. But as Dom, you and I were pointing out, the man's fifty six years old. Yeah, so he, yeah. the bones are getting a little more brittle, you yeah, know, things like true. that. And you got to be careful. Probably. You got to get everything checked out yeah, just to be on the safe side. Probably a precaut- precautionary, precautionary thing more than That's anything. what we'll give him. That's what we'll give him. But uh, nonetheless, it is All-Star Weekend. And so with that, we've got a lot of headlines to get into with the rest of the story. Now, 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 the rest of the story. The rest, the rest, the rest of the story. story. All right, we will begin with, yes, the fact that it is All-Star Weekend in Indiana. Uh, it is looking like it's about time for the uh, the skills competition. Now, this is the one thing that I will say about the All-Star Weekend. Yes, I see Trey Young, Scotty Barnes, and, um, and Tyrese Maxey are taking off their uniforms and looks like they're about to get started. Um, I may have already missed a round of this as we were getting started with the show. Um, However, it is underway. The skills challenge is underway. However, it is 824, and this event started at 8 p.m. That's the thing. I bet they have – I bet they've done like 20 minutes of commercials since this thing started off. And it's probably going to run until the end of our show tonight around 11 uh, just because – you know, they got to pay them bills, I guess. <laughs> and so they I'm sure they've sold a ton of commercials uh, to keep this thing going. And I, I, I'm going to try really hard not to do something tonight, Dom. I'm going to try really hard not to do play by live play-by-play of what I'm seeing right. on the television because I know there are things against that. However, can we just mention Scotty Barnes messed up the most easy part of the yep. skills challenge, yep. which I is just that. dribbling the ball yep. around the cones. He, he dribbled, he dribbled it, it off, off his, his foot. foot, and now he's, like, behind 13 seconds. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That's, you know, I, I'm sorry to say this. This may not be the time. Whatever. We'll get into the headlines in just a second. Scotty Barnes is such a corny dude. Just absolutely corny. <laughs> that man wears, like, awkward long socks. Yeah. Like what they used to wear in the seventies. It's just he's a very strange individual, and I don't, I don't know. I, I would not want to be his teammate. I'm sorry, uh, maybe harsh. Anyways, continuing. Um, so as I said, Trey Young uh, was just competing in the uh, in the skills challenge. He's also going to be in the three point contest tonight. There is separately going to be a three point contest 
between Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu, who plays for the uh, New York Liberty. I said this a couple weeks ago when this was announced. This is a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. If they went and, and Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu went off to one of the, uh, they probably each have their own court. Or if they went off somewhere and we found out later that, oh, did you know Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu did a three-point uh, you know, contest against one another and whichever one of them, you know, won. Oh, wow, that's pretty crazy. This is in front of a bunch of cameras and a bunch of fans. It only goes well if Sabrina wins because if Steph wins, you either get the, well, duh, because, you know, he's probably one of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. Also, He's a guy, and, you know, there's physical makeup and da da da, da all these sorts of things. Like, like the guys that are going to get on, on social media are going to be so obnoxious that I just don't get – I don't get the win from doing this sort of thing. But I will let it play out, and I will see if my opinion changes once the event takes place later tonight. All right, the uh, main event, the thing that – it may have lost a step. I get it. And we never know if it's going to be a good year or a bad year, but we watch either way. It's the main event is the dunk contest that I, I think was pretty good last year. Mac McGlung coming out of the G League really kind of revived things, and it he was exciting to watch. I loved it. Um, however, this year I feel like they maybe have stepped in a little far with it's now not just Mac McGlung, who's a G League member, it is also Jacob Toppin, Obi Toppin's brother, who is in the G League, who's also a part of the dunk contest. Uh, Jalen Brown, this is, is the first time in, I was trying to, I remember seeing the dates. It was like 2017, something like that. I may have that completely wrong. But it's been a long time since someone who is an all-star actually competed in the dunk contest. And so we'll get that tonight with Jalen Brown. And then Jaime Jaquez Jr., uh, who I didn't really as a, a big flashy dunker we'll see um i i also thought it was interesting so um um uh jamila johnson who covers the hawks for uh atlanta hawks uh, fan site uh asked uh jalen johnson gonna get all these names correct <laughs> asked jalen johnson this past week of hey would you you know be in the dunk contest in the future were you asked to be in it this year Jalen did confirm he was asked to be in the dunk contest the, this year, and he deferred and said, um, that's something I'll maybe do later. Uh, I feel like it'd be the perfect time for Jalen to be in an event like this. I feel like maybe there's a little bit of hesitancy, given the fact that the last time a Hawks player was in this was John Collins, and he got clowned for the flight thing, which I thought was a cool idea. But everyone else thought it was extremely corny. And then it got brought up because, you know, John Collins kind of threw a pass out of out of bounds and lost them the game against the Warriors this week. So uh, not great timing. But apparently Jalen was asked and said no to it, said in the future. So that's one of those things to keep an eye on. All right. Continuing in the rest of the story, getting all of the headlines of the week, which are kind of in a weird situation, obviously, as – uh, football has ended. However, on Monday of this week, Georgia State football took the field for their first spring practice. And it was like, all right, here we go. Year eight. 
and, uh, of of uh, you know Coach Sean Elliott. We're gonna get this thing going again. Coming off a good uh, bowl win, you know, got five bowl wins uh, under Coach Elliott, and so gonna keep improving and building. And got a new quarterback situation they're looking at with Zach Gibson transferring over from Georgia Tech. And you're going, Caleb, why are you talking about Georgia State football right now? I probably don't care that much unless I'm an alumni. Well, that is because the big news drops. Georgia State football head coach Sean Elliott resigned this week to become the tight ends coach at South Carolina. He uh, Now, Coach Sean Elliott is the third head coach this offseason who has decided, you know what? Instead of being a head coach, I would rather go be um, a well, he's going to be a position coach. The other two guys are at least going to go be coordinators, and that is uh, Chip Kelly, who left UCLA to go to Ohio State to be their offensive coordinator, and then uh, Jeff Halfley, who left Boston College to move up into the NFL, even if it is as a defensive coordinator for the Packers. Um, this is weird. I, I, I mean, I just there's no other way to say it. Um, I know a lot of people are going to blame NIL and the transfer portal for this happening. I think those play a factor. Um, but, you know, you're, you're looking at a guy in, in Sean Elliott who came from South Carolina who I did not know until this week when the story dropped that his family never moved. They've been living in Columbia this whole time. And I was like, huh, you think the wife maybe went... <laughs> about time, Sean. Yeah. We've, uh, you know, you did this thing for seven years. And I think what's really tough about a situation like Georgia State is, uh, you know, people love to love on them when they are the underdog and they mm -hmm. pull off something impressive because Coach Sean Elliott gave me the greatest Georgia State football win I've ever witnessed. When they went up to Knoxville yep. and beat the University of Tennessee mm -hmm. in that first game of the season, I was there covering it, and uh, uh, you know, just that feeling as someone who you know, uh, just being a Panther and getting to witness yeah. that—one of the I, greatest the, feelings. The year before that, I, or two years before that, it was that game where they almost pulled off an upset against Wisconsin. Exactly. Yeah, and, and you, you know, I'm I think about the Auburn game where. Yeah. It's not a very shady pass interference <laughs> call. Maybe that game goes a different way, and he's got Tennessee and Auburn as wins on his uh, resume. But, uh, yeah, so Sean Elliott spends seven years at Georgia State going 41-44, and 44, reaching five bowl games, which five bowl games in seven years, that's an impressive feat. This very is a good. really uh, new program, and so uh, really cool to see what he's been able to do with them. But just you get to a point where – any, all of the best talent that Sean Elliott had at Georgia State was getting poached every year, every single year, uh, with you know the the ability to trade, uh, trade with the ability to transfer, uh, with the ability to get nil money um, that are coming. It, it's the collectives. That's the issue. The collectives are the issue. That's a whole another discussion that we can have. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see. I, I just I think it's unfortunate the timing, honestly, because I just think this really sets back the Panthers for this season. Given uh, spring's underway, like you were literally three days into spring practice, and then it's like, oh yeah, by the way, guys, deuces. Uh, some names that have been brought up as potential replacements: uh, Dell McGee, who is the running back coach at UGA. He's obviously he was, he was a high school coach here in Georgia. 
coached at Georgia Southern, uh, was also their interim head coach back in 2015, 2016. Um, so he has some experience with that. Uh, then you've got uh, Brian McClendon, who uh, is UGA wide receivers coach. Uh, he actually, Brian McClendon, interviewed for the Georgia State job back in 2016 along with Sean Elliott. So maybe that's one of those you potentially look at him. Uh, and then you've got another name that I saw brought up this week, Cortez Hankton, uh, who was the wide receivers coach at UGA from like 2018 to 2021. He's now over at LSU as their co-offensive coordinator. So maybe uh, maybe Cortez wants to you know, make that jump and take on that head coach role. Or you look within the program and you promote from within and just get through this season and then try to figure things out because it's just, it just feels it's so late. It is so late in the year to try to go and get somebody. Uh, or as uh, Rusty Manziel was, uh, I, I think he said this on the station as well as on his personal social media, you could go and look at a, a high school coach here in the state of Georgia because there are some really good ones and maybe you promote that way. But it's going to be a uh, um, interesting time for Georgia State as they try to fill that role. All right, there's uh, some other headlines that we could get into that we will get into later in the show. Um, as well as I have some incredible excitement over a announcement that Commissioner uh, Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred made this week. We'll get into it later in the show. However, coming up next, Spen- uh, Sarah, I did it again. Sarah Spencer would be cool if we had Spencer Strider on. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> that's that's what it is. That's thank you, Dom, for helping me figure yeah. out why I was getting tongue tied with that. <laughs> Sarah Spencer of the AJC coming up next, going to talk to us about. Uh, spring training down at Northport, Florida for the Atlanta Braves. It's the Dopey Millennial Show, Sports Radio 929 The Game and the Odyssey app. Talk Fix here with the Dopey Millennial Show. My ears are bleeding. From Sports Radio 929 The Game. Sports Radio, 99 The Game, and the Odyssey app. It is the Dopey Millennial Show. I'm Caleb Johnson here with you going until 11 o'clock this evening. Uh, it looks like if I if I had to uh, assume, uh, based on how this skills competition is going tonight, uh, that so it, it looks like we, we get the All-Stars, which has got Trey, Scotty Barnes, and uh, Tyrese Maxey against the first round, our first overall picks, and then the Pacers. Uh, so far, that that first round of whatever uh, Trey and Scotty and Tyrese were doing did not look good. But I'm also having a really hard time keeping up with all of the the different like types of competitions that they're doing. So once they get this thing sorted out, we'll we'll, we'll give you the breakdown of what we're witnessing. The one thing I do want to talk to before we uh, bring in a guest tonight uh, is this LED court that the NBA has introduced this weekend. This thing looks cool. I like, love it. I, you know, Dom, I really want to find out once Trey gets back. I want to ask him how he feels about playing on it because I feel like this has got to be considered a legitimate direction that the league wants to go in, right? Absolutely. I, just, 
I mean, can you imagine? Obviously, we've we've seen them do some cool things with the courts and uh, you know, you know, and the the all of the it's wild better colors in season tournament. Yeah, courts that they had. Yeah, I now I see a big reflection coming off like the just from the screen. It, it, they're standing on a screen. And so I don't know if the light affects their ability to, you know, kind of see the ball in any different directions or anything like that. Like, I don't know how it all impacts them. But if this is the direction that the league is going in, I'm pretty excited because you can keep information stored, like, on the court. They're keeping up with the number of points these guys are scoring on the court. And I'm thinking, like, NBA jam days of somebody shoots a three and you get, like, an explosion underneath them. I don't know. He's on fire. Exactly. Just feels like a really cool direction that the NBA could go. However, I want to transition from some basketball talk into... With our football-less world, we're going into a world of baseball and spring training. As uh, pitchers and catchers reported this week for the Atlanta Braves, and down in Northport, Florida, has been uh, Sarah Spencer of the AJC. Sarah, how are you doing? I am doing so well. I am just like y'all sitting here watching this court light up, uh, watching the NBA skills competition. Uh, it seems like the court is keeping things straight, even when the players are kind of forgetting what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> exactly, which uh, could be a fun element to things, you know, make jobs a little bit easier for your official. I don't know. Uh, maybe, you know, we're, we're probably a few years away from this being used in an actual NBA game. But it's definitely uh, it's a cool spectacle to see. And it feels like with all of the new technology that the NBA is trying to introduce and maybe not following up on that this court thing is actually one that that's worked out pretty well. Uh, Sarah, I wanted to ask you just real quick, uh, because I, I know weather-wise down in Daytona for the race this weekend has been a bit problematic. Uh, has has weather interfered with anything the Braves have been able to do this week? You know, not really. It's so funny that you say that. I feel like just today in Northport, we experienced all four seasons in one morning. <laughs> Sounds um, like Florida. Yes, and the good old Florida. Uh, it's a little bit muggy. It drizzled for a little bit. I think it's going to start to rain uh, later tonight, and, and tomorrow it seems like it's going to pour. Yeah. So I think tomorrow will be the day that they might actually be limited, um, especially for position players. Who knows what those guys will be able to do tomorrow. Um, I expect we'll still have some stuff going on, but my guess is that it'll be – quite limited just with if it starts to get muddy you know you don't want to sure. take chances Absolutely. Um, so I think tomorrow will be the first day that that it actually does um it does limit us a bit well Sarah it, it feels like the the energy this week has just been extremely positive uh and and heavily based around multiple players going hey yeah it's we know it's world series or bust why do you think that this team feel so comfortable to come out and just say that out loud? You know, catcher Sean Murphy talked about that a little bit today, and he said, you know, he really hasn't stopped, paraphrasing here, but he kind of hasn't stopped thinking about, uh, you know, the way that the Braves exited the playoffs. And obviously we all feel like that was a little bit premature, proportionate to how much talent last year's roster has and another thing he added is one of the reasons why they they have so much confidence this season is because they feel like this team got better uh they don't feel like they stood still like they feel like they added some good pieces and which is kind of crazy to talk about because last year's (laughs) Braves team was so loaded 
But, you know, I mean, you bring in a guy like Chris Sale, and, and if he can stay healthy, who knows how he can transform your season or, or perhaps your October. Um, it's, it's so crazy to, to think about things that far ahead. But you kind of almost have to when you know how good this Braves team can be. Of course, they have to start somewhere, and it's only February. Um, but, yeah, I think that's why they feel confident talking about that because they, they believe it. It's funny, Sarah. It's led to a lot of Braves fans. I've witnessed this of, of truly. We're we're getting into nitpicking land of you know. Oh well, come on. We don't have a, a bona fide all star at every position. And it's like, guys, you know how lucky this team is uh, to to kind of be able to go on with who they have. And and you're you're right. And and who they've been able to add, uh, Sarah. I also I, w- I wanted to ask you about this element that it feels like. Um, I, in my opinion, I think the biggest loss of the offseason had nothing to do with players on the field. Like, you know, players are going to kind of change out here or there. The biggest one, though, is obviously Ron Washington uh, leaving that that third base role that he's just it feels like that's been his spot for quite some time now. He goes over the Angels uh, and takes Eric Young with him. Uh, obviously, you know, the Braves go. They fill those positions What Tom Goodwin and Matt Tuiasasopo, but uh, how do you think this team is really going about filling that that hole left by Ron Washington since he uh, was just more than – so much more than just a third-base coach? I know. Oh, my goodness. It's kind of bittersweet. You know, when we talked to Tui today, and he mentioned all the things that he had learned from Ron Washington and all the things, um, you know, when it comes to managing, um, when it comes to just how he treated everybody. Uh, and I know all of us who are around the Braves and the guys are going to miss Wash so much. How could you not? He's such an institution and, and was so big for this Braves team for years. But I also think that even though Wash isn't here anymore, you know, in person with this team every day coaching, Um, I think that the guys learned a lot from him and that knowledge doesn't go away. And I think they're going to keep the energy high. You know, when we talked to Tui today, he mentioned, I don't, you know, I want to send guys. I don't want to have to put on the brakes for guys. I like to be aggressive. Um, And he said at one point, he said, essentially, you know, sometimes what I'm doing out there is a suggestion. Sometimes these guys have the, have the jets, the jets turned on. So I definitely think it's it's going to be a transition, and it is just honestly odd because it is such a big change. But I also think that all the stuff that Wash, you know, kind of imparted still stays around. It's one of those uh, how do like how do you replace windmill Wash? I, I was trying to I was sitting there thinking <laughs> like Turbo Tui at third base. I don't know, but uh, if, yeah, if right. he's going to send them. Uh, that's one of those uh, – I can't wait for those debates later in the season of, of fans going, oh, should he have sent him or should he have stayed? Because uh, they love to do that with Wash. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's just, it just feels like that's such a big piece that it's going to be pretty interesting to see how they go about uh, replacing that, even just that personality in the locker room. Talking with Sarah Spencer of the AJC on the waitfor.com hotline. Uh, Sarah, uh, it feels like – even though, you know, early part of spring and oh, surely there can't be any controversy that comes out of the locker room. Uh, and then somehow people still find a way to do that uh, with Ronald Acuna speaking to the media to you guys this week, saying that he if I think if, if I have this correctly, that he wants to be a brave for life. Now, obviously, that spawned into uh, a life of its own as people trying to make that into other things. But 
what do you take from Ronald Acuna just coming out and, and saying, yeah, sure, I want to be a brave for life? Yeah, I mean, he definitely – I think it's important sometimes when quotes go out there, people need to know he's not just saying this in a vacuum or, or standing up and declaring it. He was asked a specific question by my coworker, Justin Toscano, who's our brave beat writer, and basically just saying, you know, he Justin prefaced and said, I know you still have years left on your contract, but, you know, would you want to be a brave for life? Would you want to stay with the Braves, basically? Um, like, would that want to be where you – would this be where you want to spend your, your career is essentially what Justin was asking. It was, it was big picture with the understanding that he's locked up for, uh, for more time. And Acuna said, yes, I want to be a brave for life, which, you know, you would think would be met with a lot of enthusiasm. And I think it totally was. Um, I think, you know, 99% of the time, I think people were, were excited to hear that uh, because he's so beloved and because he's so good. And look at what he brings to the Braves. I think a couple, maybe a couple people misinterpreted what he meant by that. I saw one thing saying that he was like uh, re- requesting a new contract yeah, or looking for a and, new and deal. Was, yeah, that was not the vibe at all um, of that interview or or that clubhouse. That was not the direction that that was going. He was just, you know, respectfully a- answering the question. So that it sort of almost got like misinterpreted. Um, most people, I think, totally understood it the right way, and we're just excited to hear that. But it seems like, a, a, you know, how it is, like one little thing kind of gets skewed and then that can sometimes snowball. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was just it was one of those things that uh, I had seen the original quote and then I was sent the article and I it was like, that's not two plus two like that. We went very different with that conversation. Uh, but <laughs> I, I feel like, Sarah, like is, is it is fair to say that because Acuna has such a team friendly deal, at least how we view it. Um, that uh, the, the the conversation is at least out there of, well, like, wouldn't he want more money, especially with the way that he's played and going and winning an MVP? You know, I honestly don't know because I, I feel like that is a question that we haven't asked him yet. You know, I mean, we can obviously, I mean, we can obviously guess, sure. you know, but there's there's guys who... Uh, who, yes, would maybe want more, and you can make an argument for that. There's guys who, you know, throughout their careers will take more team-friendly deals because then, obviously, there's more money to disperse. I I don't know. Um, That's another part of the the conversation that was kind of interesting that kind of, like, sprung up really early, you know, because he's still under contract because, because of that quote floating around because we haven't asked him, you know, what, uh, what would you want? Or we haven't asked him anything like that. So, you know, I feel like that's kind of undecided still. Sarah, that kind of transitions me to a conversation, uh, you know, that, that Alex Anthopoulos is talking about with Max Fried and that the one thing that you can really respect from this Atlanta Braves organization is they like to keep things internal. Uh, outside of the conversation that Alex had, you know, es- essentially saying respect to Max Fried for uh, – following suit with that and saying that it's going to get worked out, but that's going to be an internal thing. Uh, what else did you take away from, from Alex Anthopoulos's conversation with you guys? You know, honestly, I took away that there, the first thing that AA said when he came out to talk to media uh, and yes, there were some, some little things that he addressed like Freed, like you mentioned, 
But he also came out and said, you know, guys, I, I just came from doing radio and I was honest with them. I'll be honest with y'all. Really, there, there's two questions we got to answer uh, when it comes to spring training, fifth starter and, and two guys, last two guys on the bench. So that's kind <laughs> of what we're all gathered here uh, in Northport for essentially. And he, he was he was honest. I think that's something that um, I appreciate it is, you know, these are the questions that we are using spring training to figure out. And obviously it's not like those are, are small questions, um, you know, particularly when it comes to this Braves pitching staff that's, that's so deep, but you know, who exactly do they use and how I think is going to be a really fun thing to watch. Do you have just this early into camp? Do you have an inkling or a suspicion of who you think it could ultimately work out to be with that fifth rotation spot? You know, it's so tricky with pitching. So much of it comes down to health. But I think when you look at what he did last year, um, I mean, I think Bryce Elder's name makes a lot of sense. I mean, I know, you know, Ronaldo Lopez. I mean, there's, there's a lot to still work out. And, you know, how do the Braves use Chris Sale exactly, you know, with his injury history? Um, so, you know, it's, it's early yet, but I mean, I definitely think that what Bryce Elder did last year for the Braves, I know that he had some slip ups, you know, in the second half. And, and one thing that he did talk about at spring training, when we talked to him a couple of days ago, maybe it was yesterday, guys, I, I don't even know. At some point, I promise we had a conversation with him um, and he talked about, kind of the work that he's done, um, whether it's physical or mental to make sure you're ready for a whole season and to try to maintain through a whole season, because it's not easy. You know, it's such a, such a marathon and so much happens throughout the course of the season, but he is a guy that I was really impressed by. It's funny. Uh, you know, we say that the pressure or the, the Braves are putting pressure on themselves by going world series or bust. I love the honesty from Alex Anthopoulos saying that, hey, we're all here in spring for fifth starter and for the bench. But, uh, wow, talk about some pressure for those guys of like, yeah, well, we know who uh, is being looked at with a, with a, a fine-tooth comb over uh, what they're going to try to do. Uh, Sarah, right. we uh, appreciate you, you joining us, and uh, I know we will, we will talk soon. Thanks, guys. All right, go uh, go give Sarah a follow on Twitter at Sarah underscore K underscore Spence. Uh, sorry, we kind of ran out of time a little bit there as uh, I like to blabber too much and uh, coming into the segment, but it's fine. When we get back, we're going to get into a check the tape uh, segment where we're going to listen to some audio, one from Alex Anthopoulos, but as well as uh, Zach Robinson who spoke with the media this week. It's all coming up next on the Dopey Millennial Show, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.